Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. Friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. On June the 2nd of 1995, while flying an F-16 fighter jet five miles in the sky over Bosnia, United States Air Force Captain Scott O'Grady was shot down by a surface-to-air missile. For the next six days, Captain O'Grady would evade capture. Sometimes the enemy was so close Literally, if he just reached his hand out about a foot, he could touch them when they passed his place where he was hiding. He was cold. He was hungry. He was thirsty. He survived by eating insects, leaves, and catching rainwater to drink. Captain O'Grady was lost. He was alone. And he was unable to save himself. Meanwhile, back at the Pentagon in D.C., a plan was being developed. Ships in the Adriatic were called into action. Recon missions were flown repeatedly around the clock looking for the lost pilot. And when his position was finally found... And it was by a beacon that was almost out of power in his equipment. When they found that, the Marines sprung into action. Two of those huge helicopters, troop-carrying helicopters, they're called sea stallions, were sent from the Adriatic, from ships in the Adriatic. They carried 52 U.S. Marines with them to the site where Captain O'Grady was. And along with the two helicopters, there were two Harrier jump jets, two, uh, what are they called? The helicopter gun, uh, Blackhawks. Two Blackhawk helicopters were sent with them. And then an AWACS radar plane was sent to provide communications and radar over the crash site. And finally, under enemy fire, they rescued the lost pilot. It was an incredible and extravagant display of military might, man and woman power. It involved the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, and the Marines to rescue the pilot. Millions of dollars were spent, and lives were at risk, all for one pilot, one lost pilot. Why? Because the U.S. military has a policy that no serviceman or woman will be left behind. You know, the story of the extravagant and amazing rescue of Captain O'Grady gives us just a little glimpse of the extravagant 
and amazing love that God our Father has for one of his lost children. He will spare no cost to bring us home. In the gospel lesson today, Jesus gives us two stories that show us the love of God for the lost. First is the lost sheep, the story of the lost sheep. Uh, This is one of those stories that we all heard probably back in Sunday school when we were very small. A shepherd has a hundred sheep, one wanders away, and the shepherd does a surprising thing. He leaves the flock, the 99, and goes out to rescue the one lost sheep. And when he finds it, you know, he doesn't scold it or beat it or anything like that. (laughs) What he does, he picks it up and he puts it on his shoulders and he carries it home. The second story is about the lost coin. In it, a woman loses a coin and then she goes to great lengths. She turns over everything and lights a lamp to hunt for it until she finally finds it. In both of these stories, when the sheep or the coin are found, there's great rejoicing. Great rejoicing over the lost item being found. And the punchline to the parables is that there's rejoicing in the presence of angel in heaven, a literal party. (laughs) There's a party in heaven when one lost sinner comes home. There's several important lessons in these parables, I think, that we can learn. And the first is, the people of God have a tendency to wander from God and get lost. We have a tendency to wander off. You know, some think that this parable, these two parables are simply about unbelievers that are lost. But it doesn't have to be that way. Although you can make a case for that. I think here that these two parables, Jesus is talking about believers that wander. Right? Believers have a tendency to wander. And if you look at the text, you see both the sheep and the coin belonged to the owners before they were lost. They both belonged. And uh, the believers... We believers belong to the Father. We are the children of God. Who are the children of God? It says in John chapter 1. To as many as receive him, who believe in his name, he gives the right to become children of God. And so the children of God are known to wander. We're like sheep. Like the old uh, hymn, Come Thy Fount. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the Lord I love. And so we belong to the Father, but we wander. And we live in a world that has an enemy out there that does nothing but try to lure the children of God, the the sheep of the fold, try to lure them out into danger away from the Father. You know, and that enemy is the devil. The devil is constantly at work in our hearts and our minds to lure us away from God. There's so many ways and tools that the enemy has. Money, material, possessions, uh, you know, all the list of seven deadly sins. Uh, and um, 
he's got these tools and he'll use them to compete for our affection and to draw us away from the Father so that we become lost. The second lesson is this. Lost believers are not the enemy of God. <laughs> That's a good lesson for us to learn. Lost believers are not the enemy of God. Jesus told these parables because the Pharisees and teachers of the law were so disgusted by Jesus that he was hanging out with sinners. And so Jesus told them these stories. The Pharisees and Jesus had totally different opinions about the lost. To the Pharisees, they were enemies. They were dirty. They were unclean. They were to be avoided at all costs. But to Jesus, they weren't enemies of God. The lost weren't. Instead, Jesus saw the lost as the victims of the enemy. Those who had been lured away and had no power to save themselves. Instead of shunning or avoiding sinners, Jesus saw the lost sheep who needed to be, as, as those who needed to be recovered and rescued and restored. Sometimes the church is the only organization out there that shoots its wounded. <laughs> you know, instead of reaching out to the lost, sometimes we turn away in disgust or, it's just, or just as bad, we ignore the lost. If we see them, sometimes we see them as enemies of God. One of my old friends that I always talk about was Pastor Jim Otterness. And Pastor O spent so much of his ministry reaching out to the lost. He had a special place in his heart, especially for people who were struggling with addiction. And it was a huge part of his ministry. And he would go to the meetings and he would go to the places where he would find people who were lost and dealing with addiction and minister to them and try to restore them. Uh, he told me that when people are lost to the control of, of a substance, alcohol or drugs, he said, they don't usually enjoy being lost. He said, it's just that they don't know how to find the way out. They get in and they can't find the way out. They need a power greater than themselves to reach out and take their hand and set them back on solid ground and lead them to freedom. When you, and Jesus does not see the lost as the enemies of God. He sees them as victims of the enemy, people that the church was called to reach out to and share the good news. You know, the next lesson is when you've wandered away, Jesus will never give up the search to bring you home. Some have called him the hound of heaven. He's on our trail when we wander. Uh, he relentlessly follows the trail of the lost. Isn't it com comforting to know that Jesus never gives up on us when we wander? Um, Jesus has a policy, apparently, that says no wandering believer will ever be left behind. No wandering leap believer will ever be left behind. He never gives up. He searches for us through his word. 
Haven't you had this happen before? You hear a scripture or a preaching that makes you aware of an area in your life where you've wandered and that it's time to come home. The word opens your eyes and your heart and draws you back to him. This happened to me. He searches for us also through other believers. A phone call from a friend or a kind word of hope or encouragement in a time when you're particularly discouraged. You know, if you've experienced any of these, you experience the love of our gracious seeking Lord, the relentless hound of heaven. Sometimes God will use an event or a circumstance in our life to bring us back home, to wake us up and to turn our hearts and our eyes back to him. The rescue of Captain Scott O'Grady that day from the enemy fire in Bosnia wasn't the only rescue going on. Later, Captain O'Grady was quoted as saying, the instant that plane blew up around me, I opened my heart to God's love. You can see why, right? <laughs> that day, five miles up, with death at my front door, he said, I found my key to life. I knew that I'd never be lost again. The U.S. military were not the only ones on the trail of Captain O'Grady that day. You know, brothers and sisters, our God is a loving, searching God. He goes to great length and great extravagance to bring his lost ones back home. Think about the extravagance. He sent his only begotten son to die a death on a cross so that we might be rescued. And then he sent his spirit to dwell in the hearts of us believers so that when we wander, his voice is in our hearts, drawing us back to him. And then he's also sent us his word, his word that draws us back to him. So today, ask yourself, is there an area in your life today where you've wandered? Have you wandered away from the flock? Maybe, and you know what I mean, maybe the hound of heaven has kind of been nipping at your heels a little bit. If so, will you reach out your hand and reach out your heart to Jesus and allow him to lead you back home. He is faithful. He won't let you down. And after it all, and after all, wouldn't it be so cool to know that you doing that, you turning your heart to him, would cause a great party to happen in heaven today? Our Lord Jesus loves you, and he won't give up the search until you're safely home with him. Now, would you bow, please? And pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a, I'm a wandering sheep. Today, Lord, I turn my heart and my hand, reach my hand out to you. Lead me back home and set me on solid ground inside your flock. Create in me 
a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your free spirit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.